0: It's time for the only wrestling podcast on earth with one former X-Division champion, two-time the matter of fact, from Canada. By the way, happy Can- Can- Canadian Day or Canada Day? It's Canada Day on Thursday, but yeah. It's pre-recorded, buddy. Oh, Thank you yeah. for giving that away. He's my best friend and yours. That's Petey Williams.
1: How's she going, eh?
0: Next, he's the Andre Agassi of the punk world. That's <laughs> right. It's Lars Fredrickson. <laughs> Andre Agassi wow. you
2: know what that's funny because Andre Agassi that Demet that you mentioned it when we did the Tony Hawk foundation this thing anyways we hung out for a long time but he's basically ribbing me Tony because I was playing tennis on Cape Cod with my where's my girlfriend's from with my two boys and I tore the calf muscle so fuck you
0: Dennis <laughs> is that not the most punk thing you ever heard I was playing tennis in Cape Cod
2: right <laughs> Whatever, man. You know
0: what? Enjoy life.
2: Yeah. You did. Uh, you know what? I was down. I was in Cape Cod on the streets of Cape Cod with Rat Cheese and we were sparing some change for some dope, okay? That's, and I tore a muscle.
0: Well, there let's you. talk about the great guest we have on this week. The the best reaction to a release I've ever seen in a tweet. It was welp. This guy has wrestled P.D. Williams all over the house of hardcore, couple one-night onlys and Impact, maybe the first best abs on this show tonight. Yeah. that's. But Pete, you introduce him.
1: Oh, I mean, this is my, this is my good bud. We go way back, man. Tony and nice, East, how you doing, bud? What's
0: up? How you doing?
1: Good. Hey, so are you... The, the Premier Athlete, is that like trademark? You can't use that anymore?
3: Uh, No, no. Premier athlete staying with me. Hell yeah,
1: man.
0: Yeah. Good.
1: All right. Well, I'll let Dennis start off the questions with this one. Good seeing you, bud.
0: Well, you know, half my questions got thrown out. So I guess we're going to talk about the darkest day of your life. And <laughs> let's talk about your release. I guess that's the, the easiest way to ease into this. And let, I'll, I'll start with when did you find out? what Because I... When did you find out?
3: Uh, so whatever timestamp is on that whelp tweet, that was probably <laughs> less than a minute from when I hung the phone up. <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> so what was it? Was it just like, uh, so I'll I'll take it back to, I don't, I don't know if you've ever been released from a company before. Uh, I don't think you have, but. Uh, when I was for a release
3: from a company before, yeah,
1: we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, (laughs) but that same company, uh, (laughs) they released me back in 2009 and it was like, you know, phone call talent relations director. And they're just like, yeah, you know, we got nothing for you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? We're renegotiating right now with our contract and stuff. That's what you said you were going to resign. It's like, yeah, you know, different direction, whatever, whatever. So, um, was it something similar to that?
3: So it wasn't like a creative thing of like, Hey, listen, we just got nothing for you whatever. Uh, it it was straight up. What, you know, what you hear on the internet, it's budget cuts, you know, the company's obviously trimming some fat and, uh, you know, whatever their plan is, unfortunately, business is business. And I was on the shit end of that stick.
2: (laughs) Yeah. But you gotta be stoked in a, in a, in a way, because like, if it was me, you know, getting cut from that company, knowing that just being in that company is up to my stock by a gazillion. And not only that, but you're one hell of a talent. And now you've got this whole other new brand new wrestling landscape where actually uh, you can be as creative. It feels like you can be as creative as you want to be. There's nobody telling you, no, there's only so- people, you know, from everybody that we've had on. It's just it's the 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 consistent thing that they all say is that people listen to them. They have an idea, they listen to them. And as a performer and as a creative person, as I'm sure you are, because I think you have to be, as a professional wrestler. I mean, the sky's the limit for you right now, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, honestly, the the wrestling world has changed drastically in the last. You know, I was pretty much working with WWE for five years. Um, a little bit of that at the beginning, I was still doing independence. Um, but yeah, yeah, I was there for five years and the five years to me, it felt like 20 years because so much has changed. So much has changed in the company and so much has changed in the, the world of wrestling. So, uh, so it's definitely, so not only am I excited because I'm coming, I'm, I get to try this new world out now. Um, On top of that, like I I, am coming out of this way different than when I was going in. When I was going in, I was the kid trying to get, you know, make a name for himself. So, you know, you pretty much you're doing everything you can, pretty much, you know, Petey knows exactly what I'm talking about, just kind of sometimes going to some shows you don't want to go to or doing some jobs you don't want to do, but you know, you're just doing everything you can. So now I, I, I'm going into this and now, yes, I have full control now to be as creative and be exactly what I want to be and do exactly what I want to do. Um, so that's exciting. It's exciting to have now have that control and, and have, you know, a little bit of fire under my name now.
0: I guess we could almost rewind this question back maybe three, four years ago where if a wrestler got released from a major company It's panic sweats. Oh, no, what am I going to do next? And they spend the next 90 days worrying. Now, as you were kind of alluded to with the landscape of wrestling, and I'm not sure if this is how you felt. Like, when the release went, you probably said, well, look, everybody wants to go to the major leagues. I've come out now a hotter commodity than when I went into. uh, I'm going to be all right. Was that kind of your feeling?
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'd say, like... The, the first feeling I got was just like, you know, you're so used to something, you, you become complacent. So the first thing you get is like, oh, my God, now, what am I going to do? What am I supposed to do? Um, and then also you start thinking about all the friends you made and, you know, all the people you've added to your circle, you know, of family members and everything like that's probably the part that got, hit me at first. Mm. And then after that, you start to think about like. you know what like now now i get to do so much more like uh, i have so many friends out there that you know have left the company and are doing way better for themselves um because like that that's kind of like going back to what i said when i said like the world of wrestling is different now i don't mean necessarily you know working independent show like that's always going to be the same there's going to be shows on the weekends you're going to go and do those but not only that like the reach that wrestlers have now, like with all these streaming services and everything like that, that's exciting. And, and, um, I kick the one thing I kick myself about is not jumping on that bandwagon a lot earlier because, uh, again, I was getting complacent, you know, for a while I felt like, yeah, this is, this is it. This is what I'm going to do until I retire. You know, you feel that way. Um, and so I would just get complacent and, uh, it's, it's, something I always was interested in and then towards the end also um the company was kind of you know not allowing it anymore
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
3: um unless you're you know specific people so um so then I then I was just like all right I guess I'm not going to do it I'm not going to get myself in trouble so now that I'm like that was and then as soon as i started thinking about that like oh man i could start i could start streaming now i could start doing twitch uh you know i have so many ideas now i've been running through i've actually uh, been in talks with some content creators and stuff about ideas of uh, what i can do what i can add to the streaming service and everything because uh you know i don't want to do just uh you know video gaming i love to do that and i can't wait to do that but i also want to maybe you know i'm i'm the premier athlete and that's not just you know a moniker i made up like that's. Well, okay, it is a moniker I made up, but it's also <laughs> part, a part of my—you uh, know—that's a part of my life. Um, so I'm trying to figure out a way to 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 maybe using like a Twitch stream or Facebook or whatever it is, or all of them, and uh, and and do that too. Also add the fitness life into it.
1: Well, uh, I'm excited to see your Twitch stream, and uh, you know, I'm also excited to wrestle you again. in impact. Yeah. Um, sure. <laughs> uh, just uh, joking. I I don't know where you're gonna go or whatever. Um. So I want to know when you first started with WWE, it was all the, the, the two Oh five live stuff, right? The cruiserweight. I, I can't remember how, how did they, I know you were doing indie still probably uh, finishing up with your commitments and stuff like that. How did they first contact you? Who who reached out to you and how'd that happen? Or did you reach so, out to them?
3: Yeah. So my story is a little weird of like crazy, like ups and downs for the whole year of me finally getting my contract. Um, it started with uh the beginning of the year and i'm terrible with dates mm-hmm. so uh, just them i'm not up. gonna say them i'm just because i'll just be making them up <laughs> yep okay. but at the beginning of all this uh, i was i did a, a tryout for um at nxt and through the tryout i actually got told about the cruiserweight classic that they were looking to do and uh it was actually a funny conversation it was uh hey, listen, uh, you know, we really enjoy your work out there and and your look and everything. Um, You're probably never going to work for this company, but we are doing a tournament and we're trying to use cruiserweights all around the world and stuff like that. And uh, your name is in the hat for that. And I was like, I don't know if I should be happy about that or not. Like, (laughs) he pretty much just told me I'm not going to get a job here. Um, And this was like in the middle of my tryout. So now I had what I had like two days left in the tryout already in my head going, okay, I'm not getting a job here. I got to, but you know, whatever, I'm still going to bust my ass and show them what I got. Um, so I actually, I, I asked them, um, I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for this one or whatever, but, uh, you won't, <laughs> um, I, I was like, listen, uh, the the cruiserweight thing sounds great, but like, why, Why would you say, I'm not going to, you don't think I'll ever work here. And the answer was straightforward is you're short and white. That's not what we're looking for right now. Everybody, (laughs) I'm
1: short and white and i 20 years (laughs) under my belt. Jeez. Anyways, go on.
3: But anyways, it was kind of like a, Hey, listen, like, you know, you're not six foot something. You're not, you know, you don't have an interesting background when the company's trying to reach in different countries and everything, you know? So it, it made sense. I actually believe it or not like that i like that he just straight up said hey this is why and rather than someone dancing around well you know maybe not right now whatever it is like i hate that more than anything just tell me you know so whatever that 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 was that and um what you call it so then you do the tournament tournament,
1: right you do the tournament right and then what was next because you're not under contract when you do the tournament right
3: yeah so so the the story going into the tournament is uh so then when I started hearing about different guys getting emails about the tournament and they started doing background checks on all the guys they're bringing in and everything, um, I wasn't getting an email and I was like, Oh man, like, I guess they, they, you know, passed on to me or whatever. And I was at an involved show and I ran into, uh, which go, um, Regal was there watching the show and I ended up having a match earlier. Um, and the person I was wrestling asked for him to watch the match. So, and I was already like, I don't even care anymore. They told me I'm not doing it and everything. Oh, and I'm sorry, let me backtrack. I, earlier that day I approached Regal and I said, Hey, listen, I know all you guys mentioned that Cruiserweight Classic. And he just straight up was like, yeah, listen, I understand, but uh, you know, they, they, they pick their guys. uh, They, they pick the top 15 and then there's a bottom 15 and we don't think we'd want to waste you in the bottom 15 or whatever. Which to me, that's just kind of like a nice way of saying we don't want to use you. So I was just like, okay. And then, uh, so we had the match. And when we, after the match, you know, we go up to Mr. Regal and he's, uh, you know, he's critiquing the other guy. Not even saying anything about me, whatever. Um, So afterwards, I'm like, hey, was there anything, um, you know, on my end? And he's like, no, no, no. And just kind of like walked away.
2: Real quick, Tony. Yeah, I mean, me and me and Regal are pretty good friends, but ninety percent of the time I struggled to hear him because he speaks so softly. So when he said this to you, I'm just trying to add a little bit more
3: flavor to this story. Was (laughs) it
2: in that in that very
3: soft voice? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You got to lean in and you hear half the words he's saying. (laughs) Oh yeah,
2: I think he does it purposely so you listen to him. You know what I mean?
3: (laughs) I have a good story when I was in the UK with him once he was like ready to give me the secrets to like how to make a million dollars in wrestling you know and like as he's about to talk they start doing sound check (laughs) and his his lips are moving and I'm staring at him like oh my god this is the key to everything you know oh man but sorry to uh, interrupt no no fine (laughs) um so back to yeah so so then eventually, later on in the night, he pulls me aside. He's like, "Hey, listen, uh, do you care where you'd be in the tournament?" And I was like, "Of course, I wouldn't care." And he's like, "Yeah, I really think uh, I really think you need to get in front of the right eyes and all that stuff." And I was like, yeah, "I appreciate that." And then, uh, and then it was a week later. I got the phone call. Hey, we'd like to use you for the cruiserweight classic, or I think at the time it was called like something else. I forget now. I don't know world cruiserweight something. I don't know maybe. But anyway, um, so there we go. I got the gig for that. So we end up doing the cruiseway classic, uh, which was a blast and everything. And I was like, all right, cool. This is going to up my indie bookings. Um, and, uh, everyone. And while we were doing the cruiseway classic, they kept, you kept seeing other guys going like guys in the tournament, going into offices and, and coming out, going, I just got a contract. Oh. And I'm like, Oh, and it was just like almost everybody. Actually it was pretty much everybody except for like, um, like everybody who ended up doing 205 except for me davari uh ali and gulak so we were ones like the whole time everyone just kept getting contracts and we didn't get anything um so then we hear rumblings that raw's uh gonna be getting the cruiserweights and i was like oh that's cool that's probably why they signed all those guys uh and then they announced it on raw i believe it was stephanie that announced the cruiserweights are coming to raw um so i was you know i was just like oh, man that's awesome i'm happy for my friends uh, you know i wish i was doing that and it was the friday before um the raw i ended up doing i wrestled uh, tjp there on it and um yeah i just got a text i was at a, i was at a met game with my wife and i got a text hey are you uh available for uh it was cincinnati or whatever and i was like cincinnati i was like that's not a local one so they're not asking me to be an extra so I was like, that that might be an actual booking here. So I was like, yeah, I'm available. So I fly in on that Monday. I do RAW in Cincinnati. I wrestle TJP. Um, after the match, you know, everyone's like, oh, thank you so much. Um, I spoke with Hunter, and he was just like, I was just like, hey, like, what, you know, what does this mean, whatever? And he was like, oh, you know, we're just bringing in cruiserweights and stuff, guys. who do the classic, blah blah blah. And he was like, uh, he's like, just keep your Mondays open. And I was like, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> Your Monday's open. Okay.
3: So, so then for, I'd say, I think it was like three or four months. I just kept getting booked on a Friday to go to Raw on a Monday. And the same thing went for Gulak. Um, and same thing went for Divari. And it was weird. We just kept getting booked, but we weren't signed. So we were also doing our indie dates. I was also also working my shoot job. So I was all over the place. Um yeah, it was really weird. And every every week you'd be like, let's let's ask them, you know, you guys using us every week. Like, what's the deal? And uh they would always just be like, Yeah, you know, like we we have too many people down in NXT right now, but but just keep your Mondays open, you know, we're gonna keep going with this. And, and then finally it was October. It was actually on Halloween that I uh, I got offered my contract. Oh, awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it, it's a it was a weird up and down story of yeah, like I didn't weird. know what the heck was gonna happen and didn't know how this was going to end up. So luckily, it ended up, you know, in the right direction.
0: This isn't my question, but I do have to ask: Do you yeah. do you know what took them so long to a- uh, offer you a contract?
3: Um, I think it was. Uh, I think it was pending on because because as soon as they pulled the trigger on two oh five, that's when they started signing. They called us, you know, they hit us all up. Hey, we're signing all you guys. Blah blah. blah. We're gonna start a show, and that was like the whole concept of two oh five.
0: My, my last, uh, release related question is, did you, did you know it was coming? Did you see it coming? Was there any writing on the wall or were you blindsided?
3: Um, it was weird. So, so when it comes to, um, being, you know, a two Oh five guy and the show itself, to me, the writing was on the wall with that. Um, but, my relationship with, you know, pretty much everyone there, as well as my worth ethic and and all the things people would tell me and all that stuff, so that's the part where it was like, oh, they kind of got blindsided with it. But um, to be honest, in my opinion, I, I think it was 100% business related. And I, you know, business is business, can't complain about it. It, you know, in the long run, it's going to be their mistake.
2: I like your attitude. Yeah. <laughs> But go ahead, so
1: I, PD. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I want to go to uh, I, I don't know, maybe it's the biggest match of your career, at least in WWE, maybe is uh, the WrestleMania 35. Yeah, right when you won awesome. the big uh, the, the big cruiserweight you know championship. Yeah, uh, t- tell me about that. I like to hear about positive things and like that. That was probably like a boyhood you know dream for you, right?
3: Oh, yeah, that was that was definitely uh not even just the day, but the, the whole lead up to that was probably the, my best time there. Um, and honestly I would say all five years working for them has been my greatest five years so far. So, um, but yeah, that moment in time though was absolutely the best. It was so much fun. It was very surreal. Uh, you know, and, and I did, I just, um, the good thing was the good thing about it, I guess, is, uh, with the cruiserweight division there was a lot less stress because there was a lot less i guess you know fingers on the pulse mm-hmm. um so it it was good it was almost like just preparing for a really big indie match for a big company you know whatever it was because uh you know me and buddy were able to just kind of we traveled together for a couple weeks and and um we just had a blast with it It was so much fun now did you know
1: um going <laughs> into it that you were going to win like or uh, spring it on you like that day like hey
3: yeah they they they, sp- they spring it on you pretty much last minute <laughs> okay. yeah not super last minute but pretty last minute to where you're going into the day like like i don't know i don't know if i should tell my mom the watch or not <laughs> i know i know if i lose my mom's gonna freaking yell at me <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> your, your mom's a big mark she thinks oh, it's real
3: i i and and For fans who followed my career, you know, every time I would lose, my mom would text me. (laughs) And uh, again, for fans who follow my career, they know that was very often. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She she would actually. She she probably saw the writing on the wall before (laughs) anyone because she would always be like, "You keep losing. Are they gonna fire you?" (laughs) Oh man! (laughs) I'm like, ma, it's my job to lose.
2: Well, do you think that uh, what you've learned in you know, their, their corporate structure, you know, how do you feel that has kind of affected you as like, not only as a performer, but I mean, you've obviously learned a lot as, from that experience. Well, what do you think the biggest takeaway from that company for you personally and professionally? I mean, I know that's kind of a large answer and two-parter, but um, I'm kind of interested to know like, you know going in there you had an idea of what how to do this and then now going out what 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 did you pick up
3: um i think uh the biggest thing is uh through the company i think one um i increased my professionalism a lot you know what I'm saying With presenting myself and being able to talk to people and, and being able to sell myself and everything uh you know those are different things i i i you know was definitely didn't know what i was doing um uh, not only that, like wrestling-wise, I mean, I was around the, some of the greatest minds ever in wrestling, and uh, you know, I'm not I'm not someone who's there to just sit, uh, you know, and catering and collect a paycheck. I'm going to be ringside and picking brains and talking to you know whoever I can and everything. And I think um, I think overall, it it made me a lot better, um, not only as a performer but also as a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, m- my role. Uh, as well as Davari's role on 205 was to, to lead these guys and to, you know, most, you know, towards the end, lead these guys and prepare them and get them ready and and stuff like that and teach them the way teach them, you know, like what WWE wants and all that stuff. So, uh, and before the company, I wouldn't have been able to do that. So I I think that's probably one of the best uh, one of the biggest things I've improved on and, and learned from there.
0: You you talk a lot about what your role was and very understandable and respectable. As a fan watching, I was a fan of yours in Devari. I, I I will say they didn't give you enough screen time to develop a character from a fan point of view. Now that you're going out into this new wrestling world with a clean slate, have you thought about a character developing him, a evolution to the Tony Nice character?
3: Yeah, I mean uh mostly the the premier athlete character um and and what i always wanted to do with the premier athlete character be a little bit more serious of a role of an athlete be more of a professional athlete um to me a premier athlete is you know one step above a professional athlete you know professional athletes are doing two days well a premier athlete does three days Stuff like that, um, and, and to, walk, <laughs> to walk around with an attitude like that, and and to carry myself as a as as like a branded athlete. To me, a premier athlete is a Michael Jordan, is a Tom Brady, you know, like guys like that. Who? Oh,
1: <laughs> Largus hates Tom Brady. Oh
3: no! no. Well, I did. Dennis loves him, by the way. I did too, but I, I'm a I'm a giant fan, so. He was, never, he was never a threat for us.
0: Well, thanks for coming on the show, Tony. It's all yeah, yeah. good. Night. <laughs> oh,
3: good, sorry. G- good
2: fucking luck to you. We'll see you next time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> New
3: Yorkers, don't we? Which hate I you? know. <laughs> I'm a weird New, New Yorker Yorkers. too. I'm a I'm a Giants, Mets, and Rangers.
1: So huh? let us go back to uh, you know the the company you're eventually going to work for again. Uh, <laughs> Um, impact so how'd you start with impact because I first met you there probably at uh I don't know like a one night only or something remember when we were doing those um you were obviously working there beforehand how'd you start with them did you contact them they contact
3: you um I I would always contact them but uh you know that usually didn't amount to much um but then I ended up I remember they were doing like a tournament for cruiserweights and I got called to do it um and it was uh, yeah of course um or it wasn't really a tournament it was like qualifying matches and oh, for like a number deep. of
1: defendership or something like that yeah, yeah
3: yeah and it was uh i think it was like to qualify for a four-way or something on the paper uh, yeah whatever but uh it was uh me uh jack evans right and yep. um yeah and uh jesse Sorensen. Yep. So yeah so yeah we had I haven't that heard in a while. which one
2: Jesse Sorensen. I always uh, yeah, forget about yeah. him because I, I remember him because Sorensen, it's it's a very Danish name. And, you know, you kind of you kind of clue into that because my my youngest son is Soren.
3: So okay.
2: it's never
3: mind. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah. So so anyway, so we had the match and I, I believe the company, you know, like it was Jack Evans that moved on. The company was looking at him and wanted to, to bring him in and everything. Um, but. The, you know the match really impressed them, uh, and when we came in the back, they were just like, "Yeah, we want to offer uh, all three of you a contract." Um, so uh, Jack already had his, you know, what he wanted to do. I believe he was living in Mexico, or maybe he still does. I have no idea.
1: He lives in Mexico right now, but I don't yeah, know yeah. He was at the time, so. I,
3: I think he was at the time, and he didn't want to leave, so uh, he turned it down. But me and Jesse jumped right onto it, so uh, that's kind of how it started. Um,
1: how to end.
0: he was doing 205 live and then you got a call
3: (laughs) it was funny uh so the
0: first week the day the
3: the first set of tapings that we actually showed up and signed our contracts and everything uh vince russo was there And he like pulled us aside. He's like, listen, guys, we're, you know, we're restarting the whole X division. You know, it's going to, it's going to be a, yeah, exactly. yeah. So it's going to be a, you know, big thing, blah, blah, blah. Um, But he he was super excited about it. Got us excited about it. Uh, He even pulled us aside individually. Just be like, listen, let's start thinking ideas, characters, all this stuff. Um, So we were all pretty hyped for it. Uh, Then I believe it was later that week uh, he left the company. Oh,
1: great. yeah (laughs) just so you know vince russo had that exact same conversation with me but hey if he didn't i wouldn't have came up with the or we wouldn't have came up with the maple leaf muscle character so russo's really good at that yeah yeah. what happens russo leaves then what
3: so then he leaves and it becomes the uh all right there's uh five minutes available on the show for the guys so you know it was supposed to be like, listen, the whole first half of the show now is going to be all X division and stuff like that. And then it just, all of a sudden was like, no, we're just going to pick two guys that we want to push, whatever it is, stuff like that. Um, so, and the problem with all of that was the contracts at the time. were not really exciting. Yeah. So you're not working, you're not making money. Um, and, and then on top of that, was the big boom this was like when wrestling all of a sudden every single company in the world was doing eye pay views
1: oh yeah i remember that yeah
3: and tna had a no dvds and no eye pay views so any shows that were doing that were oh, recording them airing them you couldn't work mm-hmm. so i was not working for them so making zero dollars from them and then not allowed to work the indies so making zero dollars on the indies oh. it was really tough so i had to make the decision uh so well um and then uh the big thing was that i got offered to wrestle the great muda
1: oh yeah take that shit.
3: yeah yeah so and then it was but the promoter told me i'm only going to do it though if it's i per view i'm not going to waste my money on muda so uh so i reached out to tna and i was like hey listen i really think i should do this match i think it would help me a lot um and i you guys haven't used me in months and all this stuff and and after countless emails of ideas and promos and all the stuff that I sent them while being in the company, uh, they finally, they answered that email immediately and it was, no, you cannot do it.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> of course.
3: Yeah. So, so then it, then it turned into phone call conversations and it was like, well, you can, you know, like the options are up in the air and stuff. And I was like, well, do you have plans on using me? And they were like, well, there's not a lot of spots for the, for the X division guys, but we do have a X division pay-per-view once a year. You know, we'd love to use you on that. And I was like, so one booking a year. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'd like my release. And they, again, another one of the, it was probably their second fastest email (laughs) was my release forms. Well,
1: I just so you know, they don't run the company like that anymore. So, you know, when you re-sign with this company, it's way different. (laughs)
2: Well, I mean, you know, not to 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 pay PD's not pay uh, paying me for this for this next observation, but if you think about it, like you know, if there's one company that sort of caters and highlights light heavyweights, cruiserweights, however you want to call it, it's it's impact, and you know, you've got guys there that I know that you've wrestled, and it seems like a home already made for you. Um, do you care to comment?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean the, I, what you're saying is absolutely true everyone there is, is would i would i feel like i'd fit in there absolutely perfectly yes um i also feel like i'd fit in a lot of different places perfectly um so my options are still out there and i still have a lot of things to you know a lot of discussions to make and, and stuff like that so i'm not gonna i'm not saying anything but um <laughs> Uh, honestly, right now my goal would be to just uh, wrestle all the people I, I haven't had a chance to wrestle. If that, that, was kinda,
2: that was kind of that was going to be my next question. Is there, it, there who who are those people?
3: Uh, so I'm 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 gonna be honest. My uh, you know I, I have to brush up a lot on a lot of my independent wrestling and everything, um, and, and a lot of the the names out there. Um, Man, if I can give specific names.
0: Uh I
3: mean there's a lot
0: too. Um while you think about it, I just want to remind you Impact airs on Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Uh don't <laughs> forget slammersary is coming up, Tony. All right. <laughs> uh
1: July 17th. I, I know your no peep's not done yet, but just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, a lot of people so out there. This has become. This I is be, just I like really the rumor out there
3: is a lot of people are getting their releases, uh, their their uh no com- non-competes getting taken away, right?
1: What that, what what? Uh, say that uh, again.
3: I believe I, I believe there's this. a lot of names out there requesting their no com- non-competes. Oh, to be, that right? that
1: can be a thing.
3: I, I mean, I, anything is possible, right?
1: Oh man, okay. I'll see you on the 17th then, bro. <laughs> 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 you just set yourself up, don't you? I know,
3: man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just
0: trying to start some rumors on the internet. That's hey, all. why not, right? Yeah. You absolutely will. While, <laughs> while you think of names, because I, yeah. I know you're trying to process some names, uh, let me ask you this. Before, during, and after, how much wrestling did you consume? Um, I would say
3: before I consumed a ton of wrestling. Um, but it was always like... You know, I would, it would be like, oh, just stuff I can get on tapes or DVD, you know, whatever it was, like, um, uh, jap, you know, stuff from Japan and everything yeah. like that. Um, and then like as soon as, because by the time I got into WWE, that's when like it really there was that's when like there was so much wrestling on TV and everything. And at that point, man, I, I it was hard to keep up with everything. And you end up kind of instead of just watching one. You just you just end up being like you know what I don't want to watch anything right now and stuff like that um, you know of course uh, I, you know I was always tuning in on WWE stuff because I always wanted to stay you know know exactly what's going on um, but other than that it's it was uh, very rare yeah I I, I think I, I fell off a lot with my wrestling watching when in WWE I feel like that's a common trend with a lot it's, of people
1: it's yeah I I totally. When I was under contract, I tuned out wrestling. It seems like what? Well, well, what about now? Like, are you kind of uh, getting absolutely. back into it? Looking at yeah, like-
3: absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. I Just uh, you know, I'm, I made sure I watched AEW on Saturday, and uh, what you call? It? Uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be watching Impact. Absolutely. Um, uh, I what is it? Uh, that internet wrestling TV. Um, wrestling it, the funny thing is, it was that
0: Fight TV. No,
3: not the fight TV. There's the, isn't there the IWT? Is that even a thing anymore? IWA? Is it? No. No, 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 no. It's IWTV. I don't know. Let me that let is.
0: it know. Oh. Hmm. You're watching.
3: IWTV.live or whatever. It's like. Yeah, you know, tons of independent companies can upload their stuff on there and everything. You just pay like a I don't know. I paid for it. Like, yeah, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna watch all this stuff and I'm gonna steal everyone's moves. <laughs>
1: steal everyone's moves. I'd never oh. been there before, anyway.
3: <laughs> but uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I I think I'm paying for the subscription and I probably watched like maybe two shows of something. Yeah,
1: it's see, it's it's the the thought is there, but you're just like ah, you know, like wrestling's consumed my life for like you're pretty much traveling what three four days a week like what was your travel schedule like
3: yeah so uh for when for 205 we would uh, especially at the beginning we were traveling uh, we we'd fly out monday we'd have to be there we'd do raw because we'd have a segment on raw mm-hmm. or or the uh you know two guys or tag teams would wrestle uh, a match on main event taping before raw and then there would usually be a cruiserweight segment on raw and then we'd have to travel to smackdown uh, we'd have that's when it was aired.
1: That's when it yeah. aired, uh, Taped on Tuesday, right?
3: Yeah, we taped uh two o five after SmackDown on Tuesday. You know when all the people were so excited to watch two o five after yeah. they just watched Randy Orton main event against like yeah. Kevin Owens, <laughs> and then here come the cruiserweights. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then what? You go home Wednesday, Thursday, back on the road like Friday, Saturday, or
3: yeah. So so at the beginning we would come in Wednesday and we'd have to actually go to the PC.
1: Oh oh brutal yeah. and
3: we do some uh we do some performance center stuff on wednesday then on thursday friday saturday uh they would run i don't know if you're familiar with the coconut shows nope so uh so the the performance center would run they they run a uh four sh- four day loop every single weekend oh they
1: just tour around like the florida area
3: yeah and then they they call it the coconut loop okay and it's a way for uh it's a way for one to keep guys working in NXT and also to um to develop new, you know, develop new talent, have you know younger guys. So like I would uh so we would come in and we'd have to do Thursday, Friday, Saturday coconut shows and then fly back out on Sunday to go to Raw. No. Eventually uh-huh. when they when they realized that schedule was a little tight for us, they took away the um, they took away the so the coconut shows instead we would only have to do one of them oh, okay so they'd book Sorry. us on one of them so we'd have the other ones off and then um we would uh we'd still have to go to wednesday of the pc and then eventually they took that away and then eventually they took away the coconut shows and then we were just traveling for tv and then and then that was it and then every once in a while we get cycled in the uh raw live events okay. okay which that one you'd be doing thursday friday saturday uh or friday saturday sunday Raw on Monday, and then we'd go to SmackDown Tuesday.
1: Wow, brutal.
3: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, was, yeah, that's the thing. You're on the road all the time. I believe, right? This is we were still talking about not watching wrestling, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, not watching. Okay. that's probably yeah,
3: exactly. You're on the road, and then when and then when you get home, like, you know, I got a family. I don't, I don't want, you know, and so I'm, I'm when I'm home, I'm watching Bluey, and I'm watching, you know, all the, all those shows. Bluey,
1: man, I love Bluey, man. So, yeah.
3: I think I got you Bluey seen, behind you, don't I? Yeah, I do. Yeah. You go, what, what's, up with
2: Blue- right what's up with Bluey? I mean, I think the last time, you know, because my kids are a little older, I think Yo Gabba Gabba was
1: my kind of last. Oh, that's time. that's done, yeah. man. Yeah, is oh, yeah. <laughs> the way to go. That's on like Disney uh, Junior or something like that. Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah, yeah. Bluey is Disney. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Bluey is probably my favorite one of all of them.
0: Have but you guys I, seen,
2: have you checked Phineas and Ferb though? Loved it. Oh, hands down, hands down. I mean, I don't know why we're talking about this, but plug to Phineas and Ferb. Um, Anyway, yes, wrestling, watching wrestling.
3: Yeah, yeah, so yeah, just traveling a lot, so we just didn't, you know, and then then you just get so used to not watching wrestling that even when the pandemic hit and you got nothing to do, now I'm home all day with my kids. Uh, I'm just playing with my kids and I'm just not watching wrestling. Mm -hmm. so let's took on different interests. You know, I, I took up golf during the pandemic. So, uh, I've been, I played probably like three times a week.
1: <laughs> well, you took up your athlete, man. You should yeah, exactly
3: got to do something. Should come play tennis with me. No. All right. All right.
1: You don't want to pull a calf. <laughs> I'll, be
3: I'll be terrible at first, calf. but I'm pretty good at picking up some, uh, picking up different sports. So you got, uh the-
1: <clears throat> We asked about names, you know, like I don't expect you to name like independent wrestlers and stuff like that. But, you know, we got this forbidden door. I'm sure you're aware of where, you know, uh, you see Kenny Omega from AEW, you know, uh, Impact World Champion and stuff like that. You know, talent goes back and forth and stuff. So Forbidden Door is open. Let's say, you know, you're with Impact or AEW. doesn't matter which one, right? Who are some of those people that you would, mm. you would like to, you know, get in the
3: ring with? <sighs> uh Well, definitely, uh, I have a lot of friends that that I, uh, you know, grew into this business with that are in AEW, like, uh, especially Alex Reynolds and Johnny Silver. Uh, Alex
1: Reynolds, man, we, we, us three were married to each other for a while.
3: Yeah, for House of those those were great, man. Those are some of my favorite times uh, wrestling in the independents. Absolutely. But I mean, uh, yeah, and and, uh, the funny thing is, I think me and Alex have wrestled, he has it written down or whatever but i believe we're like around like 110 or 120 times against each other wow. wow! yeah so and now we've taken such a long hiatus so i would definitely love to you know add a couple more to that to those ranks um but also i mean let, let's go right to the the man that everyone says is is one of the best today kenny omega i mean i i, I did get to work uh wrestle him um on an independent show like in uh, New York, but it was, it was a small show. And, uh, you know, he was, uh, he was on a long tour of, of, uh, you know, going back and forth between Japan and the U S so he, he was, uh, you know, Pretty exhausting.
1: yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. he was just let me get through this without getting hurt kid, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but he's definitely one that I'd, I'd love to, you know, get in there have and have a banger with, um, Seidel's another one. Uh oh, yeah. never never got to work with Seidel. Um, but always really? I crossed paths with him with him a ton of times. Yeah. And, and even uh I, I spent a lot of time with uh his brother in um in Japan. Mike, yeah. And yeah, so uh, he's another one. Uh we, we got to do stuff in Dragon. We didn't get to wrestle each other because we were actually both a part of the same group. Um, but he's another one I'd love, I'd love to get in there and mix it around with. Um man. You know when there's like so many names you can't even think of one yeah 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 That's, yes. yeah yeah. it's tough i get
2: it's like the question like what new bands do you like and i know i've listened to 20 new new bands and i could i love them all but then when they, the questions asked i'm like i can't remember
3: yeah yeah exactly um Finger, senior moment yeah yeah uh i wouldn't mind uh smacking uh, mjf around the ring for a while hell yeah 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 that would that would be fun
2: so who let's go ahead yeah
3: no no go go i didn't have really anything important
2: i was gonna say in your tenure up north if there was somebody there like a mentor like you mentioned regal was there a guy like him or was it him that you know played a big part in you in your day and your stay there um you know was there a mentor there for you
3: uh yeah uh I would say the biggest one, because, I, I, like I said, I would always go around and and try to talk with everyone I could and everything. But the biggest one for me was uh, was actually Scott Armstrong.
2: Oh, Um,
3: yeah. Scott Armstrong. uh, We ended up, um, you know, we ended up becoming pretty close where, you know, we would talk all the time and and we we could sit down for hours and never talk about wrestling once. Mm. Um, But. I would always pick his brain, all different things I could. Uh, He he was the one that gave me some of the best advice. Um, The one thing was, uh, because I remember like after a while being into it, you know, you you know how it is, you go in the ups and downs, you start getting used for something. And then all of a sudden you're kind of sitting there and you're not on the next few shows. And you're like, all right, what the hell's wrong? What is this? You know? So you start kind of talking to, people to see if they know things and stuff. And I would always talk to Scotty and I would just be like, yeah, I just don't know exactly what, you know, what I need to do, blah, blah, blah. And, and he was like, listen, man, he goes, he goes, this, this company, especially is like, it's like, think of it like surfing. Most of the time, you're just out there on the board, just, just treading water and just waiting for that wave He goes every once in a while, you're going to get a nice wave and you're going to ride that wave. And then you're just going to go right back down to just treading water and just waiting. He goes. The biggest thing is if you can handle sitting in the water, waiting, and you don't let that drive you insane. He goes. Then you're going to do perfectly fine here. And every day I thought about that all the way till you know my last day of of just. And that's why I would always just show up to work, and and I didn't care what they asked of me or what you know what I needed to do, whatever it was. I'm there to work, and and I'm going to give you the best damn job. If I showed up and they were like, uh, Tony, today you're just going to clean the toilets. <laughs> They're going to be the cleanest toilets they've ever had. That was my mentality walking in.
0: Now we've got time for one more question each and you've been an amazing sport with this and thank yeah. you so much. So I want to take this more towards the nerdy side. You're talking about doing the Twitch channel, you're a gamer. What are some of the games you play? Cause I, you know, I don't know if you could tell, but there's one guy here that doesn't have abs. <laughs> Me. So that makes me the gamer here. So what gamer? game do you play?
3: Well, I'm a gamer though. Right,
1: and I Yeah. And he's
0: got abs. He's got like, is totally it eight? Pack. Are you up to 10 now? 10 pack? Yeah, I think so. I believe I, I think they're digitally inserted. So I don't believe it.
3: Yeah. That's, that's, got the, it. that's the problem is I had, I had WWE's technology. Now I got to figure out, I got to get a good uh, artist, tattoo artist.
2: <laughs> I got it. You guys might be walking around with a six pack, but I'm walking around with a keg. So, hey
1: yeah. <laughs> so what games, what games are you into?
3: Uh, so I'm a big call of duty guy. Um, oh, I, I love first. <laughs> I love first person shooters. Um, and I, And I'm a bit, I'm a big, just, I love to just go on, play multiplayer and just kill people and get killed a lot.
0: <laughs> Hang out and play together. What's up? Can we can we play together i'm just a man in front of another man asking him to shoot other men with me
3: absolutely <laughs> um
0: i'll be honest though i'm not the best gamer in the world oh this will be fun i'm a yeah. keeper so it's okay so, uh, there's plenty of,
3: of the time. times where uh, I, I, I play um i'd probably say that, like the game i've been playing the more was playing the most was um fortnite Oh okay. And uh I'd always be playing with like uh, uh Buddy Murphy or uh I play a lot with uh, Oni Larkin and stuff and uh yeah especially Buddy cuz he's super serious about it. The whole time he's just be yelling at me and everything and then he's usually going off on his own. He's like fuck it, I'm going to win this game on my own. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sounds like my 9-year-old
1: <laughs> do it myself. Yeah. So uh my last question is uh so going back to house of hardcore a lot of people don't like it you know, COVID happened, Tommy, it's Tommy dreamer show. It, they're not running shows or anything like that. I, I really want to see him get it back, you know, and it'd be awesome to have you on there. W- were you on the first one or w- when did you start with them? How many did you do?
3: Um, I think I did all of them until I got signed.
1: Like, so how many was that? I, I don't, so I know that I did the first, I, I missed the first two. I want to say you got me on the third one. I did a, a few wrestled you all of them probably, and then you know, then I then I quit wrestling for mm-hmm. for multiple years. And then when I came back, it was like house hardcore, like fifty seven or something. I'm like, oh, you know, I missed it. Uh, but you weren't there. I don't think you were there anymore. Alex was still there, but you. I
3: weren't. I feel like I was still there when you quit. I feel like I don't no, know. No, no. When I quit, like- you
1: were there. But when I came back, you you. I think you uh, were uh, signed. Yeah. 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 yeah
3: probably. So I, think so I think so by that time, but I do remember a conversation with you where you like I was talking to you, asking you something and you were like, "Oh no, man, I quit," <laughs> it's something. And I was just like, "Wait, what? You just quit wrestling? What the fuck?" <laughs>
1: but anyways, yeah, uh, memories from House of Hardcore. Any special ones?
3: uh Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I was in uh, all of them. The first one I did was uh, it was me and Alex. Uh, me versus Alex Reynolds with Mikey Whipreck, who was both of our trainer yeah. as the as a special the special guest referee. Um, and I would say my best memory of House of Hardcore, and I don't know if you remember this, but we teamed up together.
1: Oh, against uh, Bad Influence.
3: Yeah. Fuck yeah! That was a great match, man. It was awesome, man. That was, and I was, and I remember standing in the ring because I'm I I was a huge X Division Mark. So I'm like standing in the ring with these three guys and I'm like, man, I do not belong here right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but well, it was it was but it was funny because I would just like sit there, like I'm sure there's footage, like instead of like sitting on the ropes, just you know, cheering on my partner, I'm just watching, like, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs>
3: go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> it's best seat in the house.
1: Hey, thanks, man. It was uh it dude, I love that. I that that was that was some good times. I hope we get to do that again.
3: Yeah, man, we, we had so much and and it's funny, and uh, I, I don't mean to mark out right now but i you know i've i bought best of pd williams you know tapes from rf video and everything and i, that,
1: say, I, I didn't even know there was best of pd williams tapes but RF, <laughs> i think you know, i
3: actually i think i got a dvd that was best of Petey williams off of like ebay and it was just you know like a made up dvd that the guy made and i think it was it, just i think it, and and all these best ofs are always the same it's just every match that person can find of you
1: yeah, and I didn't probably see a penny of it. It's all right, man. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was all
3: like ripped. Uh, it was all ripped from like from TNA. I'll, I'll, do you want me to give you? <laughs> yeah. I think I paid like eight bucks for it. Do you want me to give you the eight dollars?
1: No, 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 no. Just, just, <laughs> just bring it when I see you. Uh, Slam anniversary. That's all.
0: i can get an autograph for you if you want me to hook you up with Pete williams
3: (laughs) (laughs) i you know what i think i've asked him an autograph before but he he said it was 50 bucks so i was like i don't like you that much man (laughs) well you know
2: i want to end this show off with with the kind of a fun question i don't ask it very often but i do you know because you're a cruiserweight and stuff like that and you know who okay dream match of all dream matches any wrestler ever
3: yeah
2: who you're wrestling what are the circumstances is it a tag is it a four-way dance is it what is it and what's the finish
1: oh what's the finish oh, there you go that's you don't time. ask this a lot either so that that's that's a good question yeah that's you, you, should
3: have you should have sent this question to me before the show
1: no, it's this is fun
2: because I, you know, I don't know if you can whatever. tell with
3: your with your question about what wrestlers I want to work that my brain doesn't work that fast. It's
1: okay. <laughs> so it's definitely not an ultimate X match, I'm assuming.
3: Uh no, definitely not an ultimate yeah, X. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> is it a is it a cage match? Uh no, no. I think it's a straight so so for me it would be a one-on-one main event wrestle. Am I allowed to pick the venue? Yeah, uh, the oh, uh, uh, not whatever, the venue, yeah. but the, the, the show. Obviously, it's main event WrestleMania. Man, it's it's gonna have to be one-on-one against i'd have to say either Hulk hogan or john cena
1: oh there wow. you go
3: Believe it or not and the reason being is uh especially being in wwe like you start to really respect those guys and what they do and how they did what they did and, and you you really learn there's a reason why they are who they are
1: mm-hmm.
3: and luckily for the first few years, John Cena was still working regularly with the company and man, just standing out there every time I I I never missed a match and and I would always stand to the side of the stage. And just every time the crowd rumbled, man, I I would just get the goosebumps and everything. It it was amazing. And like, so I'd want to be in a match in the ring with a guy getting a reaction like that.
1: That's almost like a night off, man. That's great. Yeah,
3: exactly. Right. It's, and and uh, I, I got to come up with a finish though, huh? Yeah, yeah. You don't, think uh, give, you think either one the- of them? You think either one of them would even put me over in my fantasy?
1: Oh yeah, dude. This is your fucking fantasy, bro. <laughs> Why not be a three-way double? Clo- just a double clothesline, pin them both, stack them. Dude, I, I I'm
0: this is you know classic
1: what? dusty finish.
2: Yeah, okay. okay. Ref, refs get knocked out. Hulk Hogan comes in. Oh, right all right counts the, counts the three over you yeah right so yep. you know what i mean i'd say i'd say yeah, yeah
3: something like that or maybe ref is down i uh i hit the running niece on uh john cena and while i'm in the pin hogan comes out drops a leg drop on the back of my head oh a
1: <laughs> I mean, little oh, gap, like that it over oh, wakes man. the ref up
3: Cena, yeah that's actually nice that's like it that. how come we don't get that anymore
1: I, I don't know
3: not uh, not Cena and Hogan uh, but like <laughs> like finishes like that right yeah
1: uh, um, probably because you know they're few and far between and they don't want to ruin them when like doing them every week probably
3: yeah I I understand but I, I grew up on Attitude Era so
1: <laughs> yeah where they did it every week they didn't they f- did
3: it every segment <laughs> yeah but, but yeah but <laughs> they're, they're, <there's>, they did. <laughs> I, I would but, watch uh I'd watch the network. And, uh, you know, I would just like that. That is one thing I would like to do when I'm around the house, just like doing things or whatever. I'd put the network on and I would just pick like a random raw from the 90s and just let it play. And uh, sometimes you look in there and there's just like guys running around the ring that aren't even involved in the storyline. And you're like, what the hell's going on? Like someone will come. I remember there was one time where like Mick Foley comes out and just chases someone and then they go to the back and it never gets talked about. Hey, it was man. like the most random thing.
1: They just needed but a pop or something. I don't know. I,
3: I loved, you know, I grew up, I grew up loving the chaos of that. I, cause I, I was always on the edge of my seat wondering what was going to happen next. Absolutely. So.
0: Wow. Well, Tony, uh, you're 80 something days into your no compete. So you have a lot of time to sit at home, play video games, uh, get- or
3: according to PD, I might not have that much. No, time. You're
1: going to, I already, I already talked to, you know, <clears throat> WWE about, Kaibosh in that uh 90 days so I'll, I'll see you on the 17th don't believe
0: it guys. <laughs> anyways listen forever but tony where can people find you
3: uh where can they find me well uh they can follow me and stay in touch with what's going on right now um on all platforms well twitter and instagram would be at tony nice it's very simple um i set up my twitch I believe it's Tony Nice PA for some reason I couldn't use Tony Nice. So I believe it's Tony Nice PA for premier athlete. Uh, and that, that I'm going to be starting up sooner. Uh, very soon. Uh, I'm looking for as soon as next week. Uh, I'm going to start it off with some like a and a type session just, and also this is to get my feet wet in the, in the world of Twitch. And then, uh, and then from there I'll be doing the video gaming and everything. Uh, as far as wrestling wise with indie dates, I do have uh, a lot of dates in the, you know, in the works right now, but there's nothing I can talk about yet.
0: Obviously, mm. Okay. Well, we can't wait for everybody at home. The podcast is over. We'll say our goodbyes off the air. Tony, thank you so much for hanging out with us here on the Wrestling Perspective.
3: Thank you. This was awesome, guys.